Kapuna Wiki was previously recorded. Welcome to Kapuna Wiki, Hawaii's senior resource, the radio show that helps you find answers on important topics like finances, senior housing, estate planning, real estate, health, and much more. Now, let's join Kapuna Wiki hosts, Brandon Lau and Andrew Leon. Aloha and welcome to the Kapuna Wiki radio show. This month, we are talking about estate planning, and in studio, we have Jeff Soji of Thomas, Tamashiro Soji and Bonner, a law corporation. Kapuna Wiki is Hawaii's senior resource. We talk to the best local professionals in the state regarding topics such as real estate, senior housing, estate planning, finance, and health, so that our Kapuna families can find the best resources in the midst of a life transition. We strive to make sure our seniors are informed and supported every step of the way. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Brandon Lau. And I'm Andrew Leong. Your host for the Kapuna Wiki Radio Show. If you miss any of our shows on air, the Kapuna Wiki Radio Show is available as a podcast and can be found on Spotify, Apple, and Podbean for your listening pleasure. Our title sponsor for today is Cheney Brooks Choice Advisors, providing you with the best real estate information so you can make the most informed decisions. As they like to say, real estate is about choice. To contact them, call 808-753-9033. And now we have our Real Estate Tip of the Week brought to you by Cheney Brooks Choice Advisors. Maintain an emergency fund. Beyond things like real estate taxes and homeowners insurance, there are other costs that come with owning a house, such as maintenance and repairs. Those expenses can easily set you back thousands of dollars at one time. Before buying a house, make sure you still have money in your savings account savings to cover these surprise costs or other unexpected hit to your income or budget. Financial advisors recommend having at least three to six months worth of income in a savings account that you can tap into in case of unanticipated expenses. For more information on planning for your your next home purchase, contact Cheney Brooks Choice Advisors at 808-753-9033. Again, today we have the pleasure of speaking with Jeff Soji. Uh, he's an attorney from Tamashiro Soji and Bonner. Uh, welcome back, Jeff. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on our show. Uh, now, Jeff, uh, we've had you on maybe a couple of times mm-hmm. since our inception, and you've always been a good sport providing your, your information and insight into estate planning. Uh, but for people who may not have uh, heard from you before, maybe you can give a, a little background of um, how you got into the industry and uh, what you love about what you do. Sure. Um, so I'm born and raised here in, um, in Honolulu, a graduate of Roosevelt High School, the um, UH Manoa, and the William S. Richardson School of Law. So... Uh, locally educated as well, homegrown. (laughs) Um, I've been practicing law since 2009. Uh, My law partner, Tyson Tomashiro, and I uh, initially founded our firm, Tomashiro Sogia Law Corporation, in 2017. So we're just coming up on our, we just passed our five-year anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, In 2021, we were absolutely blessed to uh, have the opportunity to bring on another partner, Addison Bonner. Um, and expanded our firm to um, our new name, Thomas Rosogi and Bonner. Um, we have uh, now two other attorneys, um, Trevor Tomashiro, no relation to the Tyson, <laughs> um, and uh, George White. Um, so, you know, now in addition to estate planning, um, Medicaid and special needs planning, trust and estate litigation and administration, we can handle cases involving complex civil litigation, um, 
construction, litigation, business disputes. Um, you know, for the most part, we can take you know, every any case start to finish without having to to outsource anything and handle a lot of things in house. So it's been um, it's been a great uh, it was like I said a blessing and a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, that happened in 2021. Right. I think that was maybe the a little bit the pandemic. Yeah, in the midst of the pandemic. Took a big leap, but you know it's it's been great. It worked out well, um, and you know we're all able to operate our own areas of practice, but um, still collaborate and incorporate each other's expertise into everything that we do. So, Jeff, what do you folks find yourself doing a lot more of these days? Um, so, you know, unfortunately, during the pan during the pandemic, a lot of the work was more court focused mm. um as um you know i do a lot of work with you know a nonprofit organization um called the caregiver foundation who um is oftentimes called in to assist um the kupuna or mm-hmm. the uh, or special needs individuals who who might not have family or other individuals who are able to assist right and so during the pandemic, unfortunately, there were a lot of instances where um, because family wasn't able to come into into the state, able to travel in, we were um, having to do court proceedings like conservatorships and guardianships, mm-hmm. um, sometimes on an emergency basis to make sure that, um, you know, a specific person could continue getting necessary care mm-hmm. um, and... Um, or, or you know, have access to funds to be able to finance that care. Right. right. Um, obviously, as things have been um, improving, um, you know, thankfully it's the emergency side has has eased up a little bit, but um, we do st- still see those those types of cases coming in, which right. is uh, why we always stress the importance of planning in advance right. and and doing what you can um, in a you know, before things get into crisis mode, right. or for lack of a better phrasing. Now, Jeff, I think uh, today what we want to take a look at is we're going to pull back the curtain. And I know in the past we've spoken about what are the basics of estate planning and how can you get ready for it. But let's give our listeners a glimpse of what happens when somebody passes, right? Because there's a lot of things that take place. Some of it is, um, you know, single or one-off things. Other things require the domino progression. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. And uh, from your perspective, I mean, you can give people a, a sense of, well, how long do things take and mm-hmm. what are things they can avoid. You know, even if you have an estate plan, there's still a process, right? Definitely. Um, so maybe we can start off with... You know, when somebody does pass, uh, what are the immediate things that a family should be aware of? Um, so, stepping back from the the legal perspective, yeah. Uh, usually, when I get the call from um, a family member of a client or a client who whose family member has passed away, um, the first thing I always remind them is to focus on the most important part, which is to me the emotional side mm-hmm. of, you know, having the funeral arrangements made, mm-hmm. um, grieving, coping with that. Yes, there are, are matters that need to be taken care of. Yes, there are assets. Yes, there are 
debts that maybe need to be addressed, but mm -hmm. that's not going to be uh, no one. No one's going to be effective if they haven't, you know, had a chance to grieve. Right. Um, so that I think is first and foremost the most important is to just make sure that uh, mentally, emotionally, that the family is time to process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, on the legal side, um, you know, obviously, I would I would like to find a less a. Um, uh, a, a, a nicer way to say this, but there's not a lot that you can do without the death certificate. Right. So, you know, a lot of times we're waiting for the death certificate before we can take any steps to, um, you know, whether it's carry out the carry out the plan, plan or right. you know, even look at whether, you know, if if, if a court proceeding like a probate is necessary, mm -hmm. death certificate's necessary. Um, but yes, even even. For a person who has an existing trust or an estate plan, mm -hmm. those are all necessary documents to have um, to have in hand before any steps can be taken. Because, I mean, ultimately, agencies, financial institutions, um, they're going to want documentation. Right. How long did it take to get a death certificate, and is it just what you apply for through the Department of Health? Yes. For for most of our clients, the um, the mortuary, the funeral home, mm -hmm. um, who's helping with the services, will assist with that. Okay. Um, so usually we recommend in those cases, you know, they they usually ask, you know, how many copies do you want? Mm -hmm. um, never too many. Right. Really is the answer. So I mean, I usually, you know, it sounds like a lot, but I usually tell clients, you know, if you can ask for fifteen to twenty, ask for fifteen mm -hmm. to twenty. Mm -hmm. Um. And, and they'll help place the order with the Department of Health and, and get everything there. Okay. Um, if if a person passes and when they pass it, there's no one around or it's what's referred to as an unattended death, then you know it, it can take longer. Um, my understanding is that um, usually an autopsy needs to be done, and um, between. I don't, I don't know if, whether it's the pandemic or just, you know, um, a result of things being backed up from the pandemic. But, um, you know, we've had clients have to wait, you know, anywhere from like six weeks to like six months wow. for a death certificate, um, which yeah, is, is, is a long time for things to be standing still. So in the meantime, uh, when it comes to like accessing that deceased party's uh, bank accounts, or you know, trying to close out certain things related to their their name, I mean, you can't do anything until the death certificate comes in. Right, right. Okay. I mean, and, and it's an unfortunate thing, even even with an estate plan, if you're um, the trustee of your own trust, uh, which most of us are when we create it, and you pass away, and your successor um, is going to take over, um, there would need to be proof of death, and um, and then so you're you're waiting. Okay. Um, but, yeah, unfortunately. Just well, Jeff, when we come back, uh, let's go through more of those steps on what somebody can expect when their loved ones pass. And, you, again, you may have an estate plan, but these are still things that you have to go through sure. just to carry that out. So yeah. we'll talk more about that right after this commercial break. We'll be back with more Kupuna Wiki right after this. 
Cheney Brooks Choice Advisors assists clients in buying and selling their homes by striving to create an easy and seamless transition. With multiple awards spanning most transactions of the year, client service award, and being in the top 100 realtors, Cheney Brooks Choice Advisors wants to provide you with excellent service and care when making a major life decision. Over the years, their agents have greatly enjoyed serving each and every one of their clients as if they were family. Whether you're a first-time homeowner or a senior, they understand the challenges and complexities of the real estate process and want to help you every step of the way. Cheney Brooks Choice Advisors wants to provide you with the most information so you can make the best decision. Because as they like to say, real estate is about choice. Contact Cheney Brooks Choice Advisors today for a free in-person property valuation by calling 753-9033 or email them client service at choicehi.com. Welcome back to Kupuna Wiki on AM 690, The Answer. Welcome back. If you just join us, uh, we're speaking with Jeff Sogi. He's an, he's an uh, attorney with Kamashiro Sogi and Bonner, a law corporation. And, uh, well, Jeff, uh, I'm, I'm surprised to hear how long a, a death certificate <laughs> takes. Um, and, and, you know, it's... It's a bummer because again, a lot of these other things, you know, hinge on on getting this. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, financial institutions or other other companies won't give access to others, mm-hmm. you know, un- until they see a proof, right? Um, now, aside from the death certificate, I mean, what is the next step once you get the death certificate? What is the next step you should do? So, usually, and and, and this is gonna <laughs> sound like a straight. Uh, marketing pitch, but it's, it's to contact an attorney mm-hmm. um, if if there are assets that can't be accessed. Um, I should take a step back and say six months is is a horror story. I would I would you know hope that not very many people experience that. I don't want the state to get mad at me, um, but that it is something. It's a reality. You know, I do have a I, yeah. I have had clients wait that long, and it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would not. I don't want everyone to. Uh, get too scared that you know it doesn't happen all the time hopefully um but contact an attorney you know someone passes away contact an attorney and um you know if they do have an estate plan in place um you know a lot of families opt to work with the the drafting attorney of those documents it's um probably helpful but not required Mm -hmm. um you know we have um cases come in our door where Another attorney has has drafted the documents, and either the family um, chooses not to work with that attorney, or maybe the attorney's no longer in practice. So um, I always tell my clients, you know, if if anything happens to me, I would hope that you would come, you know, come back and work with with my partners. But any attorney should be able to review and, and interpret your documents and help you with the what we call administration of the trust or the estate. Um, if there's no estate plan in place, um, you know, attorneys most likely going to be necessary to help you determine whether or not we need to do what's uh, called a probate proceeding. Um, for for I guess for those who aren't, aren't familiar, it's a court proceeding um, where after a person passes away, uh, someone is appointed to act on the deceased's behalf to kind of wind things up whether it's paying off final expenses, collecting assets, or um, getting um, 
any leftover assets to the right heirs or beneficiaries. Um, that that would be done through um, a court proceeding, that um, the, the probate proceeding. Now, somebody had a properly intact trust and all the assets were accounted for, they can bypass the probate process, right? Absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. So if there's nothing in the estate, everything is held in trust when a person passes away, uh, that's um, great. Mm -hmm. I mean, not obviously not, <laughs> not the person passing, but the ability to not have to go to court to, um, to administer everything. Mm -hmm. Trusts help. Um, significantly because you can administer the estate privately. Mm -hmm. um, there are fewer delays. Um, don't get me wrong, it's not quick. It's not instantaneous. It's going to take time um, because if there are debts that need to be paid or, um, you know, usually depending on when in the year a person passes, there may need to be a final income tax mm -hmm. return filed the next year. But being able to access the assets that are in the trust or in the tr what we call the trust estate um, is is so much simpler than than going through the court process. Um, even if you were to do a very straightforward um, probate informally, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so always better to plan in advance. Um, cannot stress that enough. Uh, even if you know, even if a trust, you know might not be for everyone, mm -hmm. but there are other tools that can help make sure that your estate or your assets are passed to who you want mm -hmm. to receive it quicker than if they need to go through a court process. Now, Jeff, I've seen situations where uh, certain family members are on different time timelines. There's some that say, well, hey, we can all use the money. Let's move this along, right? And there's others that there's maybe they are grieving maybe they're just not in that mode to get things done and and they're and maybe they're the trustee mm -hmm. so they're the one handling everything right mm -hmm. um is there a time limit in helping to resolve these things of the estate um and if not what can people do come to an agreement on a common timeline uh, so trustees um in general have um, what's called a fiduciary responsibility to the beneficiaries. Mm -hmm. One of those responsibilities is to administer the estate expeditiously. Okay. What is expeditiously? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Undetermined. I mean, <laughs> you can make an argument for a, a lot of different amounts of time right. on what is expeditiously. Um, I, while I, I typically you know, try to talk clients out of this route, you know, um, when you're dealing with private parties who are in conflict, what is your resolution is to seek um, assistance from the court. Okay. And um, so that's where, you know, where a firm handles trust and estate litigation, mm -hmm. um, where I can bring my, my law partner Tyson in on it and have right. him do the hard work on that. <laughs> he does a heavy lifting but there. But the, uh, you know, there are options to, um, you know, ways to ask the court to compel a trustee to act. Right. Um, but generally speaking, I mean, if, if a family all got together initially with the attorney, yeah. And put together a game plan. 
they'd probably talk about the timeline. Yes. And once everybody was on the same page, usually it, they'll go kind of step in step yes. together. And, and right. that is, I mean, like you said, everyone grieves differently and on different time frames. And so, you know, e even if it takes, you know, the entire family, or, you know, the involved family anyway, you know, um, speaking with the attorney and kind of and mapping out a game plan, that is going to be so much cheaper than people fighting about things through court. Right. Um, my, you know, attorney colleagues who listen to the show probably will not like me saying this, but attorneys are the ones who win when everyone's fighting True. because um, it's really their, so their much time. of it is left <laughs> is lost on legal fees. Right. Whereas if you can reach an agreement and and you know settle things harmoniously, it's better for the family, right? Which is kind of for our firm what we what we strive for. But um, you know, I I won't you know I'll I'll be on the lookout for a few angry emails from my colleagues. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and Jeff, um, so let's say everything kind of gets. Um, carried out according to the trust and the estate plan, uh, is there then that time where the trust is then dissolved and they say, thanks so much, Jeff. We appreciate all your help. Yeah. <laughs> Hope to not see you until 20 years from now. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that what um, happens? Uh, oftentimes we'll, um, you know, and, and just empty the trust out. Um, once it's empty, there's nothing to administer carry on right so a person might not necessarily formally terminate a trust mm. um, why would they hold on to it for what reason or it, it wouldn't I mean the, um, it would just kind of exist and, and you know it would be empty there'd be nothing to do but it you know everything would have been completed um, and once the trust is empty there are no assets left. Um, terminating it through a court or through further legal work just doesn't make financial sense. Hmm. So, you know, once it's empty, it's it's done. There's nothing left to do. Um, that's it, it, how a lot of um, a lot of cases end up going. Interesting. Is there a risk to just having a you know an ongoing trust that wasn't uh, formally dissolved? I mean, what if you know, we're in the age of scams and identity theft. I mean, mm -hmm. are there any potential risks or pitfalls? In I mean, I think as long as the you know the final tax filings have been done properly, I usually usually stress to my clients to work with a CPA to make sure that's done properly. Mm -hmm. um, there's you know really nothing that um, else that needs to be done, right? right so right. Um, obviously, in in cases where there might be a risk of something, um, whether it's you know, somebody, a bad actor or what what have you. Um, it it may be prudent to actually formally terminate a trust. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But um, I would say in a lot of the cases that I see, it's it's a matter of just making sure all the expenses are paid, all the final taxes are done, um, everything goes to where it needs to or it's supposed to according to the trust and then um, rather than it rather than having like a 
a formal court order that says this trust is now terminated, it would be more so the beneficiaries saying that we're discharging the trustees and no further liability. And the way we're looking at it is that everything's all pal. Right. Yeah. There's some people who might actually try to go it alone, meaning they have the trust, uh, the trustee will try to carry out the instructions without the assistance of an attorney. Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying to save money, obviously. Sure. But what do you say to those people? Like, is there, <laughs> have you seen them make things worse or missteps? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, uh, I, I would say it's more expensive to fix a mistake than to do it right in the first place. Mm. Um, that's, you know, that's usually the benefit. Um, but uh, otherwise, um, you know, it's it's your comfort with risk. Um, hopefully nothing comes back to bite you in the end. Um, because as a trustee, you have a you fiduciary have responsibility. And, and certain legal responsibilities and legal right. duties. And, um, who be, you know, they're, it, they're not um, so easily um, interpreted or, or, or um, you know, explained. And so it's, it's, you know, it's important to have someone who, who hopefully when you, the person you're working with understands what those duties are and what they entail and can help guide you through it um, so that's to ensure that it's done the first time and that you don't have any lingering liability in the future, I think. Yeah, I, I think um, for a person who does want to uh, kind of move things along where they can uh, focus on, you know, the family, maybe to grieve, to not worry about all the details of the trust, it is good to have that special mm-hmm. trust attorney and they can do what they need to with the family, yep. right, and not miss a step. I yep. think that makes a lot of sense. Let the the subject matter expert take care of that part, right, and then they can focus on what's important, what's actually important, which is like you said, the family, right. Yeah. And it's kind of like insurance, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, do we ever? Uh, we we all you know we carry. Hopefully, we all carry auto insurance. We don't plan on getting in accidents, but if it if we do, it's there, and it. Saves you a lot in the end. That's right? great. And same thing as legal advice. We've been speaking with uh, Jeff Sogi. Uh, he is a partner and president of Tamashiro Sogi and Bonner a Law Corporation. And Jeff, if somebody was listening today, they said, "Hey, Jeff really knows what he's talking about. I wanted to help with my estate plan. Um, how can they reach out to you?" Sure. So they can call our office. Uh, phone number is 808-492-1907. They can contact us through our website, which is www.tsbhawaii. Hawaii is all spelled out, so h-a-w-a-i-i.com. Or email us, um, the word info, I-N-F-O, at tsbhawaii.com. Again, we're speaking with Jeff Sogi. He is a partner and president of Tamashiro, Sogi, and Bonner, a law corporation. And uh, thank you, Jeff, so much for all you do for Kapuna and for being on our show. Thanks for having me again, guys. Thanks for welcoming me back. <laughs> Coming up next, we have our Kapuna Wiki Classic Trivia. We'll be back with more Kapuna Wiki right after this. 
Cheney Brooks Choice Advisors assists clients in buying and selling their homes by striving to create an easy and seamless transition. With multiple awards spanning most transactions of the year, client service award, and being in the top 100 realtors, Cheney Brooks Choice Advisors wants to provide you with excellent service and care when making a major life decision. Over the years, their agents have greatly enjoyed serving each and every one of their clients as if they were family. Whether you're a first-time homeowner or a senior, they understand the challenges and complexities of the real estate process and want to help you every step of the way. Cheney Brooks Choice Advisors wants to provide you with the most information so you can make the best decision. Because as they like to say, real estate is about choice. Contact Cheney Brooks Choice Advisors today for a free in-person property valuation by calling 753-9033 or email them client service at choicehi.com. Welcome back to Kupuna Wiki on AM 690, The Answer. Thank you to all the participants who called into last week's Kupuna Wiki trivia. And last week's question was, what Academy Award winning film was filmed in Hawaii in 2009? The answer is Avatar. And now this week's Kupunuki Trivia question is sponsored by Tamashiro, Sogi, and Bonner. What is the official flower and color for the island of Kauai? For a chance to win a Law's gift card, be the first person to call us with the correct answer at 808-792-5188. Again, we'd like to thank this segment sponsor, Cheney Brooks Choice Advisors, providing you with the best real estate information so you can make the most informed decisions. As they like to say, real estate is about choice. To contact them, call 808-753-9033. Well, thanks for joining us today on the Kupuna Wiki Radio Show, Hawaii's senior resource. We have to make sure our seniors are informed and supported every step of the way. Again, I'm Brandon. And I'm Andrew. And I'll see you back next time on the Kupuna Wiki Radio Show. You've been listening to the Kupuna Wiki radio program. If you'd like more information about today's topics, please call us at 792-5188. That's 792-5188. Or visit us online at kupunawiki.com. Until next time, aloha. The preceding program was sponsored by Kupuna Wiki, Hawaii's senior resource.